Hey, what's up you guys? This is Roxy and Aubrey, and we wanna welcome you to the Why Not You podcast. In this series, what you're gonna be getting from us is how we were able to completely change our entire lives, you know? Uh, I used to be a waitress. Aubrey had his doctorate of physical therapy, and both of us decided to go outside of what we were brought up in and just decided to completely revolutionize and completely change our lives. And what we're gonna be sharing with you is how we were able to do that, how we were able to build a million dollar business, become our own bosses, and truly just live this extraordinary life where we get to be the creators and design a life that we're excited and passionate about and how we were able to overcome obstacles, multiple jobs, unsupportive friends and family, challenges, and all the things that come up whenever you set your mind to big goals. We're gonna be sharing those things with you here, so whatever your big goals are, you can have a toolbox and mentors there with you every step of the way. We're excited. Hey! What's up, guys? (laughs) (laughs) What's up, you guys? This is episode 25 of the Why Not You podcast, and uh, this episode is How Yesterday Shows Up in Your Today. So uh, our past creates who we are. Everybody has a past. Everybody came from somewhere, different circumstances, mm-hmm. and everybody is affected by that. And we may think that we just show up how we choose to show up, but in effect, we're actually very, very affected by our past. And so is everybody you meet. So is everybody you work with. So is everybody you help. So is everybody you're connected to. So mm-hmm. our intention today is to share a little bit of background about our past, where we come from. We talk a lot about our journey as entrepreneurs, herbal life distributors. We don't get a chance to talk a lot about where we came from. And we're going to touch on that. And we're also going to touch on how that shows up in how we are today and how we've had to work through a lot of those things. Uh, because some of that can affect you in a, in a not so great way if you're trying to grow past all the things you've been through. So let's start with Roxy. You know, you guys, Roxy, uh, yes, she was a server. That's kind of the story we tell in her life. She's a server for 10 years. I wonder if I would have got waited on by Roxy, would I have given her my number on the receipt? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know how her service would have been, though. I don't know. Roxy's pretty snappy, so I don't know. I'm going to be real. I feel like I would have asked for an extra drink and she would have looked at me like, kind of like, why am I asking? And I would have looked at her like, because I'm at a restaurant. So I don't know. But let's get into some of the background behind before that. Oh, my god! That was a part of who created Roxy. And then maybe talk about how it's impacted how you have been in your journey now and what you've had to learn about that. Mm-hmm. For sure, you guys. So this is something that we've actually been starting to dive into. And not just like a couple of months ago, but really like over the last couple of years. And inside of your growth journey, inside of your evolution journey, you're always going to be prepared for certain things when the timing is right for you to work on those things. You know, and why this is so key is to understand, like Aubrey said, not only to understand why the like why are we the way that we are but also a lot of what has happened to us then becomes the lenses in which we see and perceive the world Mm. you know and I believe it's very important to ask ourselves that question of like hey why am I the way that I am and if you're seeking your next level of growth if you're seeking like 
growth overall, right? One thing is for sure is that who you are right now, it may be good, but it's not good enough to get you to the next level. You know, it's like we have to be willing to become better. And that's one of the things that I've been asking myself this year, especially because over the last few years, I want to say three years, a lot of our work has been through social media, mm-hmm. right? It's been through social media. When we first got started in Herbalife, it was a lot of circle of influence, which means I already knew these people. It was people from school, people that I grew up with who started to do the business with us, you know, and I just kind of came inside this community and it was fun and I was just exciting about the change that it didn't take a whole lot of intentional effort to be in community. Now, over the years, especially since we've transitioned and we went to online, I'm going to be 100%. I loved it. And I think I fell in love with it because I am the type of person that loves to be by themselves. I love to be in my own bubble. I love to be home. I love to... I'm just... A big homebody like if sometimes Aubrey's like let's go to the museum I'm like can we just stay home <laughs> and he's like we do that all the time I know. right um, and for me it's just it takes so much effort right um, it takes effort for me to do group gatherings to do the social functions and now as we're in a new city we're in a new place and we're evolving and we're growing and we're so clear that we need to get better as people the question arises of why am i the way that i am and why aren't i as great inside of my peopleness skills i guess you can say you know and it's funny because just a few days ago i did this exercise from a book called the miracle morning and in there it actually has you message like the people that are close to you and it has you message people that know you people who have had contact with with you and it's literally asking them like hey Like, give me, yes, the points where I'm strong and where you believe I'm good at, but also give me where I'm I'm lacking. And keep it real and keep it raw. Don't sugarcoat it. And I got a lot of great feedback. And the feedback, it was good feedback, and then it was like, oh, snap, right? Um, But it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know about this. You know, I did. And one of the things that some of these people told me was, like, for example, um... Like, I've met you, however, I don't feel a whole lot of love from you, right? Or maybe uh, that I'm not, not necessarily I'm not personable, but I'm just not like, how can I, like, quiet, not quiet, but like when you're kind of like reserved to yourself. Mm, Quiet? I don't know, modest, along those lines, right? And so I was like, okay, cool. So I've already known this, right? However, what I one thing I'm so clear on is that for me and for Aubrey, we've been really great at sharing, for example, where we came from as far as before Herbalife. However, not like the journey, like the real journey that really prepared us to even be ready for Herbalife, if that makes sense. Um, and so when people were saying this, I was just like, man, okay, I see it and I get it right and now the next thing is it's not that i don't want to be loving it's not that i don't care about people it's not that i don't want to be personable it's not that i don't want to socialize it's because the majority of my life you guys for me i had to be for example strong i had i was I, i was put in situations where not only did i have to be strong but i i needed to not have like a whole lot of emotion right 
Um, there were times where, for example, like growing up, like with my mom, right? I had my dad in my life till I was about seven. Quick little backstory. Uh, he was in my life till I was about seven. My dad was actually very loving to me from, uh, from what I remember in my early years. He was super loving, uh, hugs, kisses. I was daddy's little girl, right? And up until about seven, things shifted and things happened and mistakes were made and stuff like that where it changed the whole trajectory of our family. And because of that, I remember there were times where, for example... Right, I had to be a certain way to not get the people that I loved into trouble, right? And then as I grew up, my mom, for example, she wasn't very loving. Not that my mom didn't love me, and I know that my mom loves me and she would do absolutely everything and anything for me, but however, my mom has never been the type of woman that's been a mom, like the type of mom to express her love openly and freely. Right. For example, if I ask my mom to give me a hug, it's a very awkward hug. Like it's so awkward, even though I'm her daughter, like it's kind of like this pat in the back. Right. Um, and, and that's just the way that she is. Right. And for example, when I've talked to my mom, I know my mom's backstory and her mom wasn't there for her. Right. Her mom like abandoned them when when they were young. And these are things that she remembers. So, for example, my mom didn't learn how to be that way. And so back to me, same thing. I didn't learn how to be loving because it's not what I was brought up in. You know, I was not brought it up in a in a like I'm going to show and display my affection, and my love and all this stuff. It's not the way that I grew up. And so for a long time, right, that's how I've been. And then, of course, there's also things that have happened. Like, for example, one thing that I can, I can recall, for example, growing up as a teenager, um, my parents struggled. They struggled like crazy. You know, there was a time where my mom was pregnant, my sister was about two years old, and her and my stepdad were living out of their car. They were, they had a little cooler in the, in the back of their, their trunk, literally would have sandwich meat, bread, and literally that's, that was their little, their little stuff to have snacks for them and for, for my sister who was still a baby at the time. And then um, also when we lived in spaces, we were evicted from our home uh, three times. And so because those things happen, I remember at that age saying to myself, I will, when I grow up, I want to be like financially good. I want to be like, like secured so that this never has, has to happen all over to me or to my family, right? And now, for example, I do Herbalife, I work hard, I, I'm determined to, to have a certain outcome. And for some people, they can view that as she's too strong. She's too into the business. She's too uh, wanting to, to make income. She's too X, Y, Z, not knowing like where that decision came from because I know what it's like to see your family struggle. Mm -hmm. I know what it's like to, to be evicted from your home. I know what it's like to, even as a young adult, live like day to day, check to check and still even then like for example like my family like they're a big driving force like I know for example my stepdad will be able to drive maybe his truck a few more years but after that then who is going to take care of my family right so I work with this sense of urgency and for some people they don't know that stuff and so they can see it as 
she's this yeah. type of thing. So. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy how those things show up in today. And then because of social media, because of the snapshot way that it is, have time to to really share those things right all we have time to share is the highlights so people see the highlights but they don't see the background and they can take it a certain way so I sent those messages out too and I got some great feedback and you know one of the things that I think is big that happened for me that kind of shaped who I was that people can't necessarily tell is that as a kid I was actually overweight right I uh, my parents separated when I was really young and then I started to do the back and forth life. I was with my mom on the weekends. I was with my dad during the week. And on the weekends with my mom, it was, you know, she loved to cook for me and I like video games. So that combination led to me gaining some weight, right? And mom is always gonna love you, right? Uh, but that weight I gained, that mom still loved me for, had me getting, you know, comments at school, right? Uh, I remember particularly one of my friends at the time, we were MPE because I was a late bloomer, so I didn't make the, the school team. And I'm in the PE class changing up, and one of my friends at the time makes a comment about my body, right? And I remember feeling so uncomfortable, right? The actual word is, he said, hey, you got titties. And if you're a guy, that's the last thing you want to hear. And uh, <clears throat> it might sound stupid, but the way it made me feel was it made me feel less than, it made me feel weak, it made me feel insecure, and right then I, I said, hey, I got to figure something out because I didn't know that me eating, playing video games, just doing kid things was going to have me as I started transitioning into an adult feeling like that. So that's when I kind of got into fitness. And then what I kind of learned as I was transitioning in Los Angeles as a young male, right, in the city, I grew up kind of in a suburb, not a suburb, kind of a military housing unit because my parents are Marines, very protected, very like calm. Then I moved to LA out of nowhere. So I went from kind of like a small townish to a city. And just to give you an example, a, a young man inside of a city growing up, I grew up in West Los Angeles, right? Uh, and when a young man is growing up in a city, it's all about not showing emotion. We're, we're taught that if you show emotion, you're weak. You actually would get made fun of. You're soft, you're weak, are you gay? Are you a mama's boy? Are you this and that? So all these messages were being given to me along with being overweight. So the thing that I got was, hey, you got to get strong. You got to get in the gym. You can't show emotion. You can't show weakness. You got to be cool. That's what the message was. So I started to take on this persona because, A, I didn't like getting made fun of. And B, I didn't have the confidence. Literally at school, I would sit in, at the lunch table with people that I kind of knew, but I didn't have the confidence to say anything. I would just sit there. I just wanted to be at the table. And it wasn't even the, really the cool kids. It was some of, the, I guess, what you could call the cool kids. But it was just people because I just didn't want to be by myself. And one day, it might have been the same friend, turns to me. <laughs> I know, you got to watch out for your friends, right? Uh, he's like, you know, nobody knows who you are, right? And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, I tell people, yeah, I'm friends with Aubrey. And they're like, who's Aubrey? And I'm like, damn. So I got this thing. Not only am I... Chunky, right? Overweight. Not only am I Toby and Prez are getting excited for me, right? But also I'm not known, right? I don't, nobody knows me. I'm what he called a nobody. And these things started to combine into you got to be strong. You got to get, you know, better. And you also got to be known for something. You got to be AKA cool, right? I guess what you could call it. And all that really transformed in me to just trying to get better 
inside of the things that I thought the culture prized, right? Uh, and that led to me wanting to be better in fitness. That led to me wanting to be better in, right, in speaking to people. That led me wanting to dress better. But then what I would find later down the line, year, two years, five years, 10 years from that point, when people would meet me, they would meet this person that had been working on fitness for 10 years, that had been working on you know, how to dress for 10 years, I'd be working on how to talk for 10 years, and now they started thinking I was always like that. Aubrey, you must have always been in shape. Aubrey, you must have always been able to know how to speak. And it's almost like I would laugh in my head, like they have no idea where I came from. They don't, they had no idea that I used to get, break out into sweats in, in class if we were about to all speak, you know when everybody's gonna speak and they're going down the roster and I'm like, please God, just let this class period end and I'm getting hot and you start to sweat and you start thinking about everybody looking at you and you start to think, you're trying to speak and you're thinking about what you're gonna say at the same time. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever done that, but it's like two things are going at the same time and you're trying not to trip up thinking and speaking the same thing at the same time. And I laugh because that's where I came from, right? Now, when I first meet people, I can't go there and explain all that, right? I can't sit down there because it'd be kind of weird if the first thing I say to you is, hey, you know what? I was, I was low-weight as a kid and this and that. So what I've learned is that I get to, as we grow these relationships, let people know where I came from and how it shaped me. And not a, I'm trying to be better than, I'm trying to be distant than, I'm trying to be... Uh, inflexible and I'm just trying to be that person that I felt like I got in I got felt I got I made made me feel a certain way when I was that person when I was younger mm -hmm. I guess is the best way I could say it so I think that led me to becoming just who I am and also even something that I'm learning right now is even that person I thought I had to be isn't who I need to be the flexibility to be able to change shift have multiple things be okay and be right. Like one thing I started to think was there's one right way. You gotta be cool, you gotta dress this way, you gotta look this way. And that led me to being a little bit of rigid. And that was one of the comments I got in a lot of messages, you know, being flexible, being open, not always thinking I'm right. I always think I'm right. And one thing I've been saying to myself is, Aubrey, it's not right. You just have an opinion. And it's not right, because everybody's got an opinion. And there, there's multiple ways that can be right. And Aubrey, you're probably more often wrong than right. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. So. And the way that this shows up. So, for example, especially for those of you that are doing a business or are in network marketing or in Herbalife, it shows up inside of your business of who you've been. You know, because, for example, like for me personally, right, we, we have a big team, but if they don't feel connected to me because of the way that I've shown up, and it's not because... Again, this is just how I've been for the last 30 something years. So it's not something that I, I, I like picked up just to be, I decided like yesterday, oh, I'm not gonna, this is, I'm just that way, if that makes sense. And that's who I've had to be for the last 30 years. It's what protected me, you know, when I was 14, 15 years old, um, there was also those times, for example, with my stepdad. Now our, our relationship is in a different space, but in the very early years of him and my mom being together, my stepdad wasn't the nicest to me. You know, like, he he would drink a lot, and there were times where he would literally say, like, hey, listen, I don't want you here. Like, you have to go. 
you know, and because my mom, like, she had two new babies, you know, she's starting a brand new family, like, I would have to go, you know, and my mom at the time, she didn't really, like, stand up for me. So because she didn't stand up for me too, right? And again, these are conversations I've had with my mom, so that's why I'm sharing them here, is when she didn't stand up for me, it also caused me not to trust, right? If I can't trust that my mom has my back or the people that are supposed to like look out for me have my back, then nobody out there in the world really has my back because hello, like the people closest to me don't have my back. And so for me, for a long period of time, it takes me a while to be able to trust people and to kind of like let that guard down because when I was at that age, 14, 15 years old, I was put in situations that are not ideal for a 14 to 15 year old to, to be in, especially as a woman, especially as a, as a young lady, you know? And it was hard, it was hard, you know? I was put in situations where like, just think of like men and stuff like that, that is just, because I didn't have a place to be at because my my stepdad be like hey you have to go and figure stuff out like you have to go like I wasn't always in the best of environments but because I had nowhere else to go and so because of that guess what I had to show up strong I had to show up like I had my back I had to show up without emotion because when you are too trusting that can also put you into trouble if that makes sense you know, so that's why I had to be for a very, very long time. However, now as I'm growing and as I keep evolving, one thing is I'm certain of is that I get to let those walls down because I'm in a safe place. And those walls have come from a place of wanting security, a place of wanting to control absolutely everything in my life because of, for example, I grew up with no structure. I didn't grow up in a household where there was structure, where there was family. Like I said, I grew up like seeing my parents live out of their car. I grew up having to be evicted because my parents couldn't pay the rent on time. You know, that's the environment that I grew up in that made me be all up and down. And so now I, I the, growing up, that's why I craved like certain security from myself and things like that. And it's shown up, you know, again, in my relationships inside of like just with people in general where it takes me time. And if I build, for example, because we've been building our 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 business online, it puts me in a space where it's even harder to connect with people, not only because I've been building it online and been doing it from home. But second, these people are all over the all over the country. Right. So for me, it's like, OK, how can I connect better? How can I um, be better even when I'm around people for for a brief moment in time? Maybe it's at the trainings and stuff like that. How can I like just drop down the guard and just like, you know, be this person that I do want to be? However, for again, for me, it's it's just hard because I've been programmed that way for the last I don't know how many freaking years I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 32, you know? So for, since I was seven, like I said, that was the last time that I experienced that whole lovey, lovey, dovey parental, like love from a parent. And then from that point on, I had to be strong. I had to take care of myself, have my back and those things. And so, yeah, so those are some of the things that we're learning in this phase of our life, in this phase of our business. Um, is that truly like we get to really dive deep in 
to how we are and who we've been because all of that colors our world and it shows up in everything that we do absolutely everything everything that we do for example like even even when it comes down to what we may think of people what we think of money what we think of x what we think it's all through our lens and we always have to ask ourselves is our lens really serving us or is it like not serving us because it limits us from like going on to other yeah it it, what they say and we did a course called landmark is it's going to help you when you were younger it's called a strong suit but then it's going to become your limiter because it's gonna, you can only grow so much with a strong suit. It's kind of like in sports. If you have one move, that move might win the game, but then people get the move and then they can defend it. And you gotta get another move to keep going. And uh, I think this is really key. I think for me personally, even when I'm working with people, cause I don't know about you guys, but I'll, I'll meet somebody and I'll have some snap judgments jump into my head. I'll be like, well, this person's like that and they're like this and their life is like this because of that. And I have all these judgments pop up in my head. And one thing that I've had to learn is that, A, those are judgments. B, they have no grounding. C, I have no idea what this person has gone through. That person is probably judging me. And like I said, they have no idea what I've gone through. Right? And I think just being aware of this for myself personally and how I come across to people, communicating more. I don't know about you guys, but I'm a guy. And guys tend to not want to communicate that much. For me, I feel like, People should just like get it tele- tele- telepathically, I guess. Well, at least that's what I tell Roxy, right? Uh, but I'm a talker. <laughs> she is, but Sometimes. I think what I get to get is that instead of getting frustrated, just communicate and not think that people should know it and not think that everybody thinks like me. And also be aware that people have things that have happened in their life that have them show up that way. And I get to understand that. I get to be patient with that. I get to... Just understand that life today is highly, hugely, immensely impacted by life yesterday. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And the more we're aware of it, the more we can grow through it. And the better we understand that myself, I can work and serve people better. Yep. And definitely (coughs) challenge yourself, I would say. Like, challenge yourself, challenge your thinking, challenge, again, why you are the way that you are. And just like Aubrey said, you know, like for me, like I've, I've learned what my strong suits are and I've worn them for so long. However, I know that for the next level, those strong suits are not going to serve me, especially if I want to have a a community, especially now that we're doing like even our business differently. Right. Um, If I want a, a place where people feel connected, if I want a place where people feel great, where people feel good, my dogs are about to go crazy, y'all. Um, about to, to finish and wrap this up. Um, but if I want to create a space like that for people, then I have to be willing to grow through these things. And I'm going to tell you guys, it has not been easy. It has not been easy at all. I've been completely confronted even before doing the activities uh, that I shared with you that I did as far as like sending out those messages out to people you know this is something that for me for the beginning since the beginning of the year I knew some things had to change but I knew this time it wasn't going to have to be things as far as like a daily method of operation um, what I use as a tool on how to grow my business this time I knew that I was going to have to go deeper and it was it had to be going within myself 
And that's where it gets hard because so many times we're not willing to confront ourselves. We're not willing to confront the hurt, the pain, the things that have been ugly in our life that have made us be who we've been and how we show up in the world. And that, my friends, is like, it's, it's, it's confronting, right? And that's one of the things for me that I really have been learning that like you revisit those things, you ask yourself the questions of why am I this way? What happened? What did I say to myself at that age when that happened? Like, what did I say to myself? And why does it have me acting out the way that I've been acting out like my whole life? And let me tell you guys, a lot of times when you're going into those into those spaces, like it hurts, you know, like I've had my my fa- my fair share of, of breakdowns of literally just crying it out and just this and having conversations with people, you know, like having the tough conversations with my mom, uh, sharing this these things with my little brother and sister, having the conversations with my stepdad um, and just having the conversations with people who I still have access to who were a part of that phase or journey inside of my life and that's where it's really again it gets a little hard because you have to be willing to look at those things in the eyes and just like move past them grow through them and just know that you are none of the things that happened to you yes I know it could be hard what you went through you know we all like I mean I just shared very a small gist of things you know but at the end of the day, hurt is hurt, and we all experience hurt in the same way, right? We all experience pain in the same way. And so when we're willing to work on those things, I truly believe that's where every single next level of who we are meant to become and be, like that's where everything is at. So um, I hope that you guys got some value from this podcast. I know it's a little bit different, but definitely um, share with us your biggest takeaways. And I'm so excited to, to see you guys um, sharing, reposting, and even sharing some of your own journey because we all have a story. And the biggest thing um, is, is understanding, even for myself, I'll give you guys this. For example, with my mom. You know, like I said, there's no doubt in my mind that my mom loves me like crazy, that she would do absolutely anything and everything for me. Um, even, even though as a teen, maybe she wasn't there for me, X, Y, Z, all these things. At the end of the day, like I love my mom wholly and wholeheartedly. And at the end of the day, I know that she just was doing her best. And everybody's level of best looks different. And when we can understand that, that is one of the most liberating and freeing things that can happen to us. Because when, if we expect people to show up inside our best, most of the time it's going to leave us hurt and disappointed. However, if we can look at every single person in our life as they're doing the best that they that they can and showing up inside of their own best even though your best may look a lot different it's going to leave you again with this freeing feeling of just freeness and that for me also has been such a such a transformative way of of looking at the things that happened without resentment you know even with my stepdad you know and 
when I when I understand that, I also understand that they were doing their best to their abilities based off of what it is that they got when they were children, when they were teenagers, right? And when I, I look at that and I know both of their backgrounds and I know what they went through, I'm like, well, no wonder they showed up that way. That's that's the best that they could. That's the best that they, that you know, and it's just, I can't do anything about that. And it has left me with, like, to be honest, like, I don't have resentment. I don't have, you know, yes, it hurts to have gone through those things. Yes, all of that stuff hurts. But at the end of the day, as far as holding them to, like, this, like, accountability and stuff, like, I'm just, I'm just grateful they did their best. And because they did that, you know, and even though I had to go through not so great times in my life as a teenager, it made me who I am. And all of those things helped mold me into who I am and why I show up the way that I do. And for me personally, I truly believe that if I hadn't had those experiences, I wouldn't be who I am today. And so because of those experiences, when they happen, I made choices and decisions for example, to be strong, to be able to like rely on myself, to be a hard worker, right? To be in a place where money would be no problem. I made all of those decisions out of the things that happened to me. And because of that, you know, like life is the way that it looks like now. So again, we hope that you really enjoyed this podcast. Aubrey got caught up now. <laughs> we have some, some friends over, but definitely share it. Tag us and we'll see you on the next. Bye bye.